Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is 5.23 a.m. East Coast time, Wednesday, October 9th, and I'm going to break down this Thursday night football slate. Again, $400,000 to first between the New England Patriots and the New York Giants. So Monday, we had to wait. We had a bunch of news. We were waiting on some injury news, waiting on Tevin Coleman, Jordan Matthews, Rashad Higgins, Antonio Callaway, all these people for the Monday night game. Ends up being a disgusting game, but we have even more for this game. A ton of more injury news. So it's Wednesday morning. We'll find out everything an hour and a half before lock. You can join me tomorrow night on the live stream just so we have all the the pieces of the puzzle 100% officially. But it seems like we know where this is going to go. So just to at the top recap everything. And before I do, I'll mention that my name is Sal Vetri. I do cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL. NBA, WNBA, and MLB Streets. You can find up link down below my exclusive content over on Patreon. I highly recommend you check that out. Lots of stuff going over on Patreon. There's an official podcast Sunday morning over there that's exclusive. Our Friday ownership and leverage show, our live stream on Wednesday, all my projections, stat sheets, um, a ton of stuff goes out. You can sit, click the link below and it'll show you everything that is in there. You can also check out down below some free strategy guides. Follow me on Twitter at DFS, Facebook, SalVetri, Instagram, all the socials, right? Check me out on the Pat Mayo experience from this past Monday and on Osmo on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at 11 a.m. That's where I am every single week making content. I love it. It's awesome. This is my full-time job now. So thank you all so much to the subscribers. We're about to hit 12,000 of you. Appreciate it if you get any value from this video or you have in the past. If you hit that subscribe button, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Comment down below. How did you find me? You just stumble upon this. Find me from the Pat Mayo. Find me from Osmo. What was it? So appreciate that. But yeah, let's get into it, right? All the housekeeping out of the way. Hopefully you all are having a good day, whether you're seeing this today on Wednesday or more likely on Thursday, Thursday night. Injury news, right? So the Giants, they're going to be without Sterling Shepard, concussion, apparently going to miss a lot of time. So pretty scary concussion, bad concussion. I've had um, ones that have lasted up to a year, not fun time. Hopefully he gets back good. Saquon is saying, I might play, but according to some reporters from the Giants, Saquon's bags were not packed to make the trip. So we're saying right now Saquon is not playing. There's no reason to play him on when you have the mini buy coming up. Evan Ingram is upgraded to a limited participant in practice after not playing, but they're still saying Adam Schefter reporting this. If you believe anybody, you should probably believe Adam Schefter. Unlikely to play. So what do you get going into this game? And also Wayne Gallman out for this game. You get the Giants two top running backs out. You get the Giants top wide receiver in terms of route runs out. And then you get the Giants, obviously, tight end who works as a wide receiver in Evan Ingram, likely out. So they're missing four out of their five because Benny Fowler released a couple weeks ago. Four out of their five leaders in routes run this season going into this game. So what they're going to have healthy is pretty much Golden Tate, um, the, the young gun from Auburn, Darius Slayton. They're going to have Rhett Ellison, the backup tight end. And they're going to have on the outside Cody Lattimore. So yeah, that's what you get right now. Cody Lattimore, not somebody that um, Daniel Jones had any kind of desire to throw to in the preseason or camp. I expect this game, if those guys are out, which I'm expecting for Evan Ingram and Saquon to really be heavily pushed uh, through Golden Tate in the slot. Uh, and that's about it because the outside play in defense, and we'll get into it, for the New England Patriots between... Uh, right now, McCourty, who's playing better than Stephon Gilmore, and Stephon Gilmore, who is clearly top five, if not top two, cornerback uh, in the league, is terrifying for a young guy like Darius Slayton and a guy who doesn't have that much skill in Cody Lattimore. So yeah, I don't really know how you're going to move the ball here if you're the Giants, but we'll get into that. New England side of the ball, just update on injuries. 
It seems like Rex Burkhead is trending towards not playing. Limited participant on Wednesday. He was limited in practice last week, doesn't end up playing. Um, I'm not going to be playing Rex Burkhead, even if he suits up, because we saw him play two weeks ago, 12 snaps. It's on a short week. The Patriots don't usually push their players on these short weeks. I don't think Rex Burkhead suits up. And Philip Dorsett, hamstring injury, did not practice on Tuesday. We'll see what happens on Wednesday, but it seems trending like he's not going to suit up. Hamstring injuries are something that take, at minimum, a week, especially for a wide receiver to recover from. So if he was to do this in three or four days, I'd be very shocked. Um, we're not going to get any new t- notes on them traveling because they're at home. So this is going to probably be something that gets told an hour and a half before lock. So I'm expecting it right now that you're going to see no Philip Dorsett, no Rex Burkhead, no Evan Ingram and no Saquon for this game. And then we already know for a fact that there is no Wayne Gallman and no Sterling Shepard. So everybody's just out. That's all the injury news, right? Tons of stuff. I have a player pool as of right now of 12 players. That's what I like to see. Now, if I end up putting 50 to 100 lineups in this, I'll add a couple more players, mainly just kickers and defense. Um, the Giants defense just have some exposure. The kickers have some exposure. But if this is going to be framed as if this is just you entering one to three to four lineups. If you're only doing that and you're not getting a ton of pieces, these are the plays that I recommend as of right now. Again, subject, subject to change due to injuries, whatever it might be, come tomorrow night. Join me on the live stream at 630. So starting off at the top, these are not a ranking order, but the tiers will be out on Patreon so you can get the ranks there um, and just my interest overall. Tom Brady, have to have interest here. Look, the, the, the spread of this game is 16.5, pushing 17, probably going to get even wider after the 7 Ingram injury. I've not yet seen that updated spread. Um, so it's a spot where, yeah, you don't really think the quarterback needs to be used that much, right? But Tom Brady's been in three blowouts this year. And aside from leaving the Jets game with like three or four minutes left and then Jared Stidham throws a pick six, right? Aside from that, the Jamal Adams, I believe, in that game, Tom Brady stayed in every game. He stayed in the Miami game when they were blowing them out. With two minutes left in the game, he throws a touchdown to James White. Patriots don't care. The Patriots are going to scheme it, and they're going to continue to run their plays until they say, you know what, eh, we tried everything. We got everything we wanted to do out in practice. Our practice reps are over against this giant secondary. Uh, so 11800 is a very steep price point, but I do have interest there because it's a 30 implied total here. Like Tom Brady, if he... If the Patriots are up 35-3 to in the fourth quarter and he gets pulled for backup Jared Stidham, that does not mean that Tom Brady scored five fantasy points. There's a really good chance Tom Brady went for 25 or more fantasy points. There's a really good chance he went for 250 to 300 yards and two to three touchdowns. Now, I would much rather him hit those three touchdown marks at 250 plus, uh, but it's a spot where 11,800, I I have to have interest there. And the only reason that I have more interest is because you're going to see some of the players below they're going to be running like 30 routes because you get late scratches on some of these injuries and just late news on some of these injuries. They're going to be running like 30 plus routes in this game and they're under $1,000. So you can fit anybody you want. More times than not, I would never play a quarterback at 11800 um, but it's really hard for me to get away from that. And I've checked like multiple times to make sure that this is the right price on Brady in terms of this isn't his, um, and I'm just checking, like this isn't his like flex spot. There's the alarm more ahead of it always. Let's go. Um, but yeah, uh, so Tom Brady. I'm playing him at 11800 I like it. It's a smash spot. The only concern is that he has too high of a price tag to pay it off. Uh, but that concern kind of goes a little bit by the wayside when you have cheaper players to put in there. 30 implied total. I like it. Josh Gordon, he's probably my favorite New England pass catcher with Philip Dorsett likely out. Jacoby Myers is going to step in for Philip Dorsett. But I don't expect the Patriots to rely heavily on three wide receiver sets. Now, without James Devlin, they're going to naturally play more three wide receiver sets instead of 21 personnel. 21 personnel means you use a fullback, which James Devlin was a fullback. Now he's on IR. And they've been using more 11 personnel single back sets, right? Not an I formation, 21 personnel. Josh Gordon, love the matchup here. There's nobody on the outside. Janoris Jenkins is, whether he has one good game against a bad team in Washington or he does nothing, um, he is a bad football player. Uh, he is not good. So Josh Gordon is now going to get a spot to shine here. Really, all the pass catchers, everybody on New England's in play. They're all live for the most part. Like when you have a 30 implied total and you're facing a bottom three pass defense, bottom three um, 
tackling defense, bottom three pressure defense. Uh, it's a, going to be a good day for Tom Brady early on in his pass catchers. And then the guy that I like a lot, Sonny Michel. Um, Sonny Michel benefited so, so much last week from no Rex Burkhead. So cross our fingers that we get no Rex Burkhead because Sonny Michel will become easily one of the best plays on the slate. $7,600 is way too cheap. Last week, he finally gets going, touches the ball over 20 times, um, gets in the end zone. But the big thing, ran 21 routes. 21 routes. That's a record for Sony Michel. That is almost twice as many routes as he has ever run in a game in his career. Coming to that game, um, he had ran single-digit routes all season long well, because James White and Rex Burkhead were running a lot of routes. Um, but Sony Michel catching three balls, 30-plus yards, ran 21 routes, something that they said in the preseason they wanted him to do more. We finally get to see it. $7,600 Sony Michel in a game where his team is favored by 17-plus points at home um, on a short week where it's usually tougher for defenses that are traveling and potentially no Rex Burkhead, and maybe likely no Rex Burkhead to a very limited Rex Burkhead. Yeah, I like that. I think there's captain upside there, and definitely flex upside. Golden Tate at $7,000. Golden Tate came in. Um, He ran 32 routes last week. He played 67% of the snaps. That's two-thirds. And he ran 29 of his 32 routes out of the slot. So obviously the far, far majority, 95-plus percent of his routes or 95% of his routes were ran out of the slot. He's going to benefit from avoiding Jason McCourty on the outside and Stephon Gilmore, the two cornerbacks who have just been absolutely dominating the entire league, albeit some very cake cupcake matchups, but for the most part, just not letting anybody catch the ball. Only two offensive touchdowns scored against this defense all year long. Golden Tate is like the only giant player that I would have confidence rostering today um, or Thursday, depending on when you're watching this, if you're watching this today on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, Golden Tate, I do like that price tag. $7,000 is way too cheap. Patriots defense, of course, 6200 Like, Look how priced up this defense is. $6,200 is more expensive than the far majority of the plays on this slate. That's crazy but it's realistic <laughs> when you have a team that is favored by 17 or more at home, when you have just nothing for Daniel Jones to work with. Like whatever happens in this game is not Daniel Jones fault. You're missing your top two running backs. You're missing your top two receivers. When you consider Evan Ingram is a receiver and now you're just down to golden Tate, Cody Lattimore, Darius Slayton, Rhett Ellison. Do you hear the names? I'm saying John Hilleman in the backfield, uh, your fullback, Elijah Penny getting 30 plus percent of the snaps last week. My God, this is disgusting. So, yeah, uh, Patriots defense for sure in play in live. People are going to say, I'm going to put them in the captain spot. I mean, go for it. I don't think that's a terrible idea. I never really recommend that because people think that the captain spot for defense works all the time. When it works one out of every 20 times, one out of every 20 showdown slates, it probably works. So this could be the time for you, but I never want to put my money behind throwing a dart uh, at one out of 20 times. If you're playing a ton of lineup, sure, you can have captain upside there for the Patriots defense, but I probably just save it and not get there. Philip Dorsett, I actually have Philip Dorsett as a yes here, but um, Philip Dorsett, he shouldn't be a yes, he should be an N. So Philip Dorsett is going to be an N because I do not expect Philip Dorsett to play. He sustained a hamstring injury um, four snaps into the game uh, this past Sunday. So he didn't play much and now he doesn't practice on Tuesday. That's usually an early indication for a short week if you're not practicing on the one out of the two practice days that you have. Well, they practice on, so they, on a short week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is your practice. If you're not traveling, you get Wednesday as well. Um, so for Monday, they said that uh, they didn't practice the Patriots, but if they had to designate something for Philip Dorsett, they would have put a limited participant, but it seems like it's BS because then on Tuesday, he doesn't practice. So Wednesday, we'll see what happens today for the Patriots. Um, obviously not traveling, so he'll see another day of practice today, but it does not seem like Philip Dorsett is going to play. Hamstring injuries for wide receivers are just brutal, so he's not a yes. He, he's a no. He would have been a yes, but he's a no. Um, so Matt Lacoste, these are my meh, maybe interests. So we have five guys that are yeses that I would like to get to in, in lots and lots of lineups, um, and now we have a bunch of other guys rounding out this player pool. I have an 11-person player pool. 
I do like that. I like when the player pool is concise. Um, so getting down to it, Matt Lacoste is eighteen hundred dollars. He's just too cheap. Look, the Patriots—they haven't been using tight ends all that much, and in a game like this, they're not really going to need tight ends to pass probably and catch as many passes as pass block. Right? Uh, Ryan Izzo out there as well as a tight end. Maybe he'll pass block a lot more. Matt Lacoste ran forty-two routes last week. Ninety percent of his snaps were—he uh, was on the field for ninety percent of the snaps in Week Five, and he's just too cheap for the usage. At the end of the day, eighteen hundred dollars getting a guy who's going to run even in a game where they blow somebody out close to 25 to 30 routes that's really really good going to be on the field for 90 plus percent of snaps i don't understand why he's so cheap matt lacoste should probably be at least 2800 maybe even potentially 3800 like he's half the price as kickers and his usage is clearly way better than kickers you might get two field goal attempts from a kicker for six seven fantasy points whereas this guy's going to be running 40 routes um maybe in this game 30 routes it's just it's just too cheap of a price tag for that usage julian edelman at 10,400. So, look, the only reason Julian Edelman is not a yes, Sal, how are you not making Julian Edelman a yes? Just came off of his best game since the Super Bowl. I get it. But this is what the slate breaks down to. You probably have to choose between Julian Edelman and Tom Brady. And I personally have not made this decision yet. Tune in on the Thursday night stream. Tune in to the tiers on Patreon to see where I end up ranking it. But you're probably not going to be able to play Julian Edelman and Tom Brady. And if you do, you're probably going to restrict your lineup a ton. Now, I might have to go back, and I haven't built too many lineups yet, and check now that we have all this um, Giants injury news and you're getting guys like Cody Lattimore who are live in play, Red Ellison live in play, both below $1,000, you might be able to fit in Julian Edelman and Tom Brady. I personally, even without the price tags, like Josh Gordon more in this situation than Julian Edelman. Now, the Giants have been slashed at all departments, in the middle of the field, on the outsides, but they've been absolutely burned on the outsides this season. Um, middle of the field as well, Randall Cobb week one, wide open, but that was more of a blown coverage uh, against slot receivers. Uh, Julian Edelman is by far the favorite target of Tom Brady. I think we can all agree on that. He will benefit just like Sonny Michelle from Rex Burkhead being out, just like James White. But if we're talking about just absolute mismatch nightmare, um, it's more so Josh Gordon on the outside, in my opinion. So many factor in the price, and I say $1,400 to get to Josh Gordon. Yeah, I do like that. Now, that's not saying anything bad about Edelman. I think Edelman's fine. Again, coming off his best game since the Super Bowl, you might have to decide, though, do I want Tom Brady or do I want Julian Edelman? Because these two players combined are going to cost you over $22,000 if you try and get them into your lineup as just flex options, right? It really restricts what you can do. Um, we'll see where I settle on Thursday night. Cody Lattimore is only $800. Cody Lattimore is going to have the worst matchup in the world. He's just going to get absolutely shut down by either Jason McCourty or Stefan Gilmore. It doesn't really matter who's on him. Um, it's going to be Darius Slayton on one side and then Jason McCourty or Darius Slayton on one side and then Cody Lattimore on the other side. And you're going to have Jason McCourty, who's currently playing better, yes, better through five games than Stefan Gilmore, who is, we all know, elite at cornerback. Um, and that's just two of the four cornerbacks and safeties that are top 50 uh, top really I think 30 in PFS grading right now it's just this defense is so so good so Cody Lattimore at $800 he's just going to see plenty of snaps about Sterling Shepard out there um, it's a brutal matchup but he's going to run 30 plus routes so here's the thing I obviously don't like it but he's $800 and he's probably in a game where they're going to be passing the whole second half he's probably going to run if I had to guess a bare minimum of 30 routes and more likely closer to 40 right so if you're running 40 routes out there and have a brutal matchup there's a chance Cody Lattimore, based on his skill set, based on these defender skill set, doesn't catch a ball. But there's also a really good chance he sees five targets, six targets, maybe even more if they um, move him into the slot a little bit. So although I'm not thrilled to play Cody Lattimore in just any other format, when he's $800 on a slate and similar to Matt Lacoste, going to run 30 to 40 routes, although Matt Lacoste's team's not going to need to throw and Matt Lacoste is like the last read on his team, where Cody Lattimore, there's a real chance that he's the number two option on his team this week. Yeah, I do like that. Um, $200 Red Ellison. So Red Ellison is the only tight end who's ran routes outside of Evan Ingram this year. 
Evan Ingram is averaging 36.2 routes run per week. Evan Ingram last week ran eight routes. Evan Ingram on the season has 42 routes ran. No other tight end on the, on the um, Giants has a route ran this year. So $200 Rhett Ellison is now what I would consider a smash play. He's going to fill in for Evan Ingram. Nowhere near the same skill set, but two years ago we saw Rhett Ellison, uh, and I believe last year actually, um, last year we saw Rhett Ellison have some success early on when Evan Ingram was injured. So uh, Ellison, a team that relies heavily on their tight end, more so because that tight end is an athletic freak and functions as a wide receiver. But I would expect Daniel Jones in a game that he's going to face a ton of pressure um, just on him up front, but also on the outsides in terms of his receivers and young Slayton, Cody Latimer, not much skill, not getting open. He's going to have to rely on Golden Tate. And then I would imagine Rhett Ellison is probably the second read in this offense just because of there's a much easier matchup in the middle of the field against the Patriots, right? Uh, attacking really on any team in the middle of the field when you have good outside cornerbacks. Much easier matchup there than trying to attack the outside. Jacoby Myers moves to a maybe just because the Dorsett news is trending that he's not going to be in there. But I, I get it. Like, Usually you like to play that wide receiver three who's going to be filling in, but DraftKings already has him priced up. He's already $4,800. Like you're not getting a price discount on Jacoby Myers. He came in, he played the entire game last game, but he still only saw, I believe it was, um, he played like 46% of the snaps. So it's not something that I want to be getting to all that much. Look, you have a Patriots team that's in the priority of throwing the ball to players. It's probably Julian Edelman slash Josh Gordon, 1A, 1B, James White, uh, Matt Lacoste, even Sony Michelle, and then Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is like probably fifth on the totem pole. Now, Jacoby Myers had the best preseason out of any player this entire preseason. He was a monster every single game. Now, it doesn't really translate all that often uh, to the NFL, although you're playing a lot of preseason players on this Giants defense. My main priority here is that how many times do I think the Patriots line up in 11 personnel? Again, they will naturally line up in 11 personnel because there's no James Devlin. But how often do they need to do that? So if you believe that Jacoby Myers is a main beneficiary from an early touchdown or early in this game, well, then get to him. My only concern is that you're not getting to him for $2,800. you are paying the normal Jacoby Myers price tag of 4800 as if Philip Dorsett, they already knew, was going to be out for this game. It seems like that's how they priced him. So you're not getting a price discount on him as you are Cody Lattimore for 800 as you are Rhett Ellison for 200 um, in those types of plays. So if Jacoby Myers was 3800 2800 2800 is probably where I'd really, really like to get to him. I just don't know how often he'll be on the field. In a game where he pretty much played the whole game because Dorsett comes out with four snaps, he doesn't even break majority snaps. In a game that trends to be even more of a blowout in this one, I think he might touch the field for 40, 45% of the snaps. And that's not something that I really want to get to all that much at a normal price tag. Lastly, Daniel Jones. So I originally had Daniel Jones as a no here, but then I bumped Daniel Jones up to a maybe. And it's really just because of price and opportunity. So we all know that this is just a brutal matchup for him. But there's a really good chance Daniel Jones attempts close to a career high here. He's going to attempt 40-plus passes in this game. You would only imagine it projects out that way. He has no running backs behind him to really rely on. It's going to be Daniel Jones, throw the ball a ton, probably throw a couple of interceptions, probably get sacked a bunch. Um, But at the end of the day, a lot of opportunity matters in DFS. It doesn't matter what you're doing with that opportunity, or it doesn't matter if you've been ineffective, if you're going to continue to get that opportunity eventually it'll uh it'll eventually it'll be turned into quantity over quality right um and then maybe one day you'll get quality as well so what i'm saying here for daniel jones is he can throw the ball 40 times and throw three picks in this game but still be needed in the winning lineup because he's a very cheap quarterback usually you don't see quarterbacks below the nine thousand dollar price tag he's eight thousand dollars flat and i get it the matchup is just so so brutal but can jacoby meyer or can daniel jones go out here and attempt 45 passes and can he complete 30 of them or 28 of them even not even have that great of a completion percentage somewhere in the 20s but have 250 yards and three touchdowns and we know that the guy two touchdowns maybe is more realistic at most but we know that the guy is rushing upside on the ground so the biggest reason why i like daniel jones is clearly matchup is brutal 
but he's only $8,000. And compared to any of these other $9,000 and below players like Daniel Jones' price tag and tier, um, he's going to have the most opportunity. Maybe Sony Michelle's there close by with like 20 carries overall, 20 touches, but he's going to have clearly the most opportunity throwing the ball 40 plus times. And the thing that I like the most is you probably see Daniel Jones rely on his legs a lot here. Maybe he doesn't get in the end zone, but 40 plus yards on the ground is very much in play for Daniel Jones in a spot where his running back, John Hillman, not going to help him out that much. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm just going to delete Philip Dorsett from the sample for now. I'm going to delete Rex Burkhead from the sample for now, assuming they don't play. Pretty crazy that I only have 20 players listed on here because of all the injuries and the players that just don't step on the field. No interest in the Giants defense. As of right now, no real interest in the kickers because you have so many cheap price players that are going to run 30 plus routes, right? Three guys below $2,000 that run 30 plus routes in this game, some closer to 40. So I don't really need to take my chances with uh, that many kickers. Mike Nugent, obviously the Patriots kicker would be the one that I would get to. If anything, their team's implied for 30. The Giants are implied for 13. Um, James White, not a guy that I want to get to here. It doesn't seem like a game script. If you think he gets in early, then that's where he kind of binks. Darius Slayton, the young, exciting rookie who played the most snaps he's played in his career. Um, I believe he's a rookie. I have to check that. I know he's from Auburn. Um, and I think he's a, yeah, I think he's from Auburn. And, and no, the college um, CFL guy was the, uh, somebody else was a CFL guy, I believe. But Darius Slayton, just a brutal matchup for an inexperienced player on the outside, and he's 6000 So it's it's just a pricing thing here. Like, if Darius Satan was 4000 yeah, I get to him. He has upside on the outside. It's just really hard for me to want to get there. John Hilleman, he's priced to where he should be. They thought that when Gallman and Saquon were going to be up, $5,800 for John Hilleman is not what I want. He didn't even play that many snaps. Like, he played 60% of the snaps. They kept just the fullback, Elijah Penny, in for 30% because they didn't trust John Hilleman that much. There was some upside in Hilleman's routes run. He ran 26 in Week 5. Um, but he's a huge road underdog against probably the number one defense in the entire league right now in a game where his team is going to be favored or, or in a game where his team is going to be down by 17 at some point on average, according to Vegas, and they're going to be passing. So Hilleman, if you think he picks up a lot of yards in the air because of quick just dump offs, eh, maybe, but I do think they're even going to maybe call up a running back. They should. Uh, Elijah Penny is a fullback, so we'll see. And that's really it. Ryan Izzo, he had success last week, but it was unsustainable. He only ran seven routes. Uh, Brandon Bolden, we saw get in the end zone last week, but not somebody that I want to get to with any sort of volume. So 11 players in a player pool right now. If I was to enter 50 lineups, I'm not sure if I will yet. I'd probably add Mike Nugent to that player pool. I probably would add Darius Slayton to that player pool and maybe little sprinkles of James White. So at most like 14 players. So it's a pretty cut and dry slate in terms of once you get all the injury news out of the way, once we get that official come Thursday night, there's not that many players to choose from and you kind of know the ones that are going to do good and you kind of know the ones that you really don't want to rely on all that much in this matchup so this is where i'm at right now my name is sal vetri i appreciate you tuning in follow me on twitter at sal dfs the logo is somewhere in the corner of the screen it's linked up down in the description you can head it over to patreon and get my exclusive content highly recommend you do that i've been putting a lot of hours in behind the scenes um with that stuff and a lot more to come for the nba season come november a couple weeks away cannot wait you can check me out on the pat mayo experience this upcoming monday you can check out the replay this past monday and i really appreciate it depending on if you're watching this on the the youtube version which i imagine many people are but we do have an audio version now shout out to all the people listening on the podcast if you can go over there check that out rate subscribe rating and reviewing definitely helps the most just saying something nice about it you'll be entered into a raffle uh for three people that will be giving away a fantasy draft entry ticket it's, it's worth about 25 dollars per ticket uh, it'll be totally free to enter in fantasy drafts main tournament this coming sunday so all you have to do is go to the sal vetri show over on whatever it might be um, apple Spotify. Well, actually on Apple, it's Apple review. So I'll go over on Apple and just hit the uh, review this podcast and give a five star review and write something that you feel about the podcast or just my information in general. So appreciate you tuning in for all of this. There's a GoFundMe linked up down below for a family in need. A gentleman passed away one year ago, um, left behind two of his toddler daughters that are been taken care of by the family. Uh, and I'm starting a GoFundMe. 
or uh, the GoFundMe has already been started by the family. Um, but if you feel the need to donate, you can let me know. You can donate directly to that or let me know. And at the end of the month, we're going to give a huge surprise. Um, right now, we've already raised close to $300. We're going to give a huge surprise at the end of the month. I'll match it. We'll send it over to the family. Um, and we'll maybe take a little video of it and share it with all of you guys. So I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, that's it for right now. That's it for me on Wednesday. I'll be back tomorrow with Awesome on Thursday. I'll be back tomorrow with the final thoughts video. So my name is Sal. You already know that. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.